thank you for listening and sharing your Sunday afternoon. Hopefully, you guys are figuring out what you're going to have on Turkey Day. And and uh, I'm going to share my every year. I share my I hate stuffing stuffing thing, you know, because I hate stuffing. And oh, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so anyway, okay, let's do this. Oh, well, first of all, every glass is on. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, let's see. There we go. Okay, are turkeys named after the turkey, the country? What do you think? I'm going to say no. All right. What do you think? I think no, but I'm I'm not sure why they are called turkeys. Okay. When Europeans first encountered the wild turkeys in Mexico, they incorrectly classified the bird as a type of guinea fowl called a turkey fowl. Okay. It was Turkish traders who originally sold guinea fowl from Africa oh. to European markets. Turkeys have no native turkey that were Turkey has no native turkeys. <laughs> the, the, the country turkey, there you go. The country turkey has no native turkeys. So that's why the Turkish traders who originally sold gu- guinea fowl from Africa to European markets. Okay, so that's where it came from. They, they incorrectly classified the bird as a type of guinea fowl called a turkey fowl. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Hmm. How turkeys got their name. Uh, another fun fact, that's yes. the, where I was born. I where? was born in Turkey, the Get country. Yes, my mom was in the Air Force stationed really? there. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I never would have. I don't know anything about it, fact. but that's my yeah. fun fact. Don't ask me anything about the country, but now, how quickly were, came back. How, well, how long after you were born did you wind up um, coming I was born like December 4th. Okay. I think I was back in the United States by Christmas or before oh, Christmas, okay. so real quick. But on your birth certificate, then you were yes. born in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now... so. But you, I'm not Turkish. I was born on U.S. soil. I get that a lot. Um, okay, the air base. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now you. <laughs> so that's all I know. But that's oh, my wow. fun that's fact. Really, that is interesting. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's head for the phone lines. We got people patiently waiting. Yes, we have Randy, and keeping on the topic of cats, her cat keeps eating people food. All right, good for that cat. A cat is healthier cat by eating people food. Well, it depends on what it's eating, obviously. Hey, Randy, so what's, what kind of people food is your cat eating? Everything. She won't stay off the counters. Um, and, like, even if we give my little girl toast and let her eat it, like, on the coffee table in the living room, she goes and steals it. Um, she gets her, I mean, you, you walk in the kitchen if you leave a bag of chips out on the counter and her whole, her tail sticking out of it. Yep. That's the way my Albert was. Albert would eat anything that wasn't nailed down. It was so yeah. funny to watch because it's like, you know, every cats are noted for being finicky. So what's yeah. your takes on that, Dr. Jess? Good kitty. Yeah, that same year. That's well, what, 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 what else are you, what do you actually feed right. the cat? What are you using um, for cat food? food? Yeah. Yeah. No wonder Kitty's trying to eat real food. Yeah. <laughs> Stop feeding your cat garbage. Yeah. Go to Grain Free. Just so we got done talking to Mary. Go to the Grain Free Canned Foods. Yeah. Okay. Lots and lots of variety. Yep. You know, the Nutrisource okay. has seven without uh, without chicken. And you'll be really surprised. It's going to make the cat feel fuller, number one. And number two, okay. I you know I would even give the cat some probiotics, you know, mix it in with the canned yep. food. And then okay. uh, a little bit of extra virgin coconut oil. You can put a little bit, a little spit on, um, not don't spit on, <laughs> put a little spot on the, uh, on the put cat's paw and let her lick it off. I mean, just a little bit, because if you give it too much too fast, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll get the runs, okay? okay. Uh, but, okay. The, but that extra virgin coconut oil takes out infl- inflammation in the gut system. So uh-huh. in case, you know, by feeding this, you know, the dry foods and that is just some flame stuff. And so she's almost like ravenous 
because oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. because of the carb, you know how like if you eat potato chips, if you have it, I've found this out for myself. If I have a day where I'm really bad, like with chips and just man, I cannot eat enough. I am chronically hungry, yeah, right? And yeah. I have eaten. Yeah. I'm I'm like for what I eaten. I now I should weigh a hundred pounds more, and I'm still starving. <laughs> and so then the yeah. days that I eat right. You know, it, it's you're, you're full, and that's the same thing that happens with cats. And so you got to get off that carbs. Cats have a total no carb need. They eat birds, mm-hmm. mice, and a story. Okay? okay, and so that's why by getting that, that grain free canned food and then introducing some, you know, raw. Now a lot of places are, I think, still and Chewy's uh, uh, are giving. They got freeze dried raw for cats that I sprinkle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in with the. Yeah, the they can. also make a raw frozen food for cats, and yep. you know what? There, that fantastic cat food company, Rad Cat, that mm-hmm. was put out of business by the FDA. Mm-hmm. Tiki Cat bought their formula. Get out of here. So Tiki Cat is making raw food that you can buy in the freezer at any pet food store, and cats love it. Oh, cool. There okay. And is there like a specific amount that I should be giving her? No. When you're feeding um, canned foods and raw foods to a cat, you can pretty much just let them eat as much as they want because they will not overeat. Okay. And it, and it, it will surprise you how little it ends up being. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To just, right. just play it awesome. by ear. I mean, obviously, if you and, get... and then also like you know, end table scraps are not a bad thing. So right. So you don't don't prevent your cat from you know eating little bits of things here and there. But if she's jumping yeah, on the counter, I mean, but it's just like it's excessive when she's on the counter. Yeah. And, and so know, what she, the only thing that really works for formula. yeah for counter surfers is uh, uh for cats that works uh, good. You can take double stick tape so when they jump up there their paws stick and they now it's not comfortable for them. You can get you know the the air can canister that you spray to uh, uh, clean your computer. They hate that yeah. sound. So as you can see, they're about ready to jump up. And this is going to be uh-huh. diligent on your part. Just hit that can. And at the same time, you're going to go, too. And so then the cat's going to take off. So pretty soon, all okay. you have to do is say the word, and the cats are going to take off. All right? Okay, yeah, oh, we've tried the clapping. We've yeah. tried the spraying with the water okay, bottle. Okay, but, okay, but listen. So two weeks ago, I was at a behavior conference all day. Okay. And that lady did talk about uh, the lady who was giving the lecture, the veterinarian. Yeah. She had just got a couple of Devon Rex kittens. Oh, wow. Okay. And so the bottom line, you can, because I've done this too with cats, you can teach the cat that it should get off the counter when you come in the room. Because yeah. it is afraid of you, right? But you will not be able to keep keep them off the counters. Oh, like right. when you're not in the room. Oh, they're going to go up there. All bets yep. are off. Yep. So, um, okay. you know, put stuff away. Don't leave food okay. out that you don't want the cat to eat. Right. Those uh, are kind of your only options. You see, I've got uh, the two cats. They they will rip open. It bags. They have learned oh, yeah. with, with their mouth and their claws to rip open oh a bag of sure. Cheetos or whatever type thing. They do like tortilla chips. <laughs> yes. And so, and then uh, cat food, you know, I have some samples out mm-hmm. that I forgot to put away. And then all of a sudden bag is, you know, ripped off and shredded. And some cats learn to get into things. It's crazy. And so that you are right. When they want to yeah, this is the same thing with the dog. They're opportunists. The minute you leave the room, when they, when you're in the room, they're going to stay off the couch, stay out of the ca- ca- counters. But the minute you leave the yeah. ba- room, it's like, ah! Right, here we go. <laughs> right. You know, and and they're and they're bored. So so it's a yeah. good idea to have, you know, not just to have a bin of cat toys, but you know, leave a couple of different toys out every day so that it's not always oh, same. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, tons of toys. Yeah, but see, that's the thing right, is that don't take just, them all, you can't just pick them all up. up, pick all the toys out, and, oh, and rotate okay. them up. Same with dogs. Okay. You know, you put them all away because it's like yeah. that child that has every toy known exactly. to man, and they stand in the middle of the room going, "I'm barred." Well, you pick yeah. all those toys up, you put them in a closet, you lock it, and then you rotate okay. those toys, and so now they have one or two. You have A or B. 
Well, okay. yeah, now you have to wait till I rotate them out until you, and then you right. just go. and then everything all looks new again. Yep, it's like Christmas. Sure. <laughs> all right. And you didn't have awesome. to spend a buttload of money because you already did that. It's all in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> have a Thank nice turkey so day. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, and so the, the big thing is, is rotate. And then, like I say, with cats, unfortunately, well, dogs get bored, but cats get bored. <laughs> right, because they, they don't get to go on walks. Right, they're... and so that's why it's. I got this toy that I got at Diane's at Four Perfect Pets. I it, it's it's a double edged sword. It's a love hate relationship with this toy. <laughs> and what it is is that is it's on a, a mouse on a string, and it really looks like a real mouse. I mean, but it makes that ee that, that noise that a mouse makes. I don't know how to explain it. Every time it moves, it makes that noise. And and Adeline is so enamored. She hears that. I open the door and that thing will make this noise because anytime it moves, it makes that noise. She, and she's looking around the room like, okay, where is it? I know it's here somewhere. That, we play for maybe uh, 10 minutes and she's like, okay, do it again. I'm like, nope, we're done. Put it away. But yeah, it's a mouse. Like I said, it's on a string with a little thing. And But every time you move it, it makes it, I don't know how to explain it. It sounds like that high-pitched mousey Ugh. sound. Yeah, like I said, it's a love-hate <laughs> relationship. <laughs> what it is. Oh, well. Should we actually do a break on time or not? Yeah, maybe. We maybe, should do that. Should we do that? <laughs> yeah, I've been very poor today. I'm sorry about right. that. No, we're poor good. Poor over there. Here she goes again. She just won't shut up and look at the clock. <laughs> okay, where are we at? How big do turkeys get? There's domestic turkeys. Okay, how big do they get? And then there's the wild turkeys. How big do they get? We'll be back. Hello. Hey, this is KDK9 Show here every Sunday from 4 to 6. We've got Hope here. we got Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. How big do turkeys get? First, let's do the domestics. How big do you think the boy do- or turkeys? No, boy turkeys. You know what they're called? Uh, tom. Very good. Toms. Tom. Yes. Oh, I had a yeah. boy to- oh. turkey called a tom. Oh, right? okay. Okay, so a uh, domestic tom turkey, boy turkey, how much, what do you think? 25 pounds. Okay, what do you think? Oh, yeah, domestic. domestic. Yeah, that sounds about right. Nope, 50 pounds. 50, 50 pounds? 50 pounds for a what domestic turkey. Was that like an turkey. ostrich? Oh, pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had Victor and Victoria, and um, but oh, I could tell you stories of those two turkeys, I'll tell you. They were slate gray turkeys. They were really pretty, but they got very, very big. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh I'd, I'd say probably, I, I, I think Victor probably got up to about 60 pounds. He was a big, honking thing. But anyway, okay, the Crazy. domestic hands, a girl turkey is called a hen. So the boys are toms, girls are hens. What do you think the girls go for? The boys the, are 50. Domestic? Yeah. Okay. Boys are 50. What do you think the girls? 45. I'll go with that. Wrong. 16. 16? 16? Yeah, the girls don't get very big, but the <laughs> toms goodness. get huge, yeah. They're so okay. petite. Okay, yeah. And so, and then, now in the wild, how big do you think a tom gets in the wild? Mm, let's say about... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, birds are weird because their bones are hollow, so they never weigh as much as you think. Right. I don't know, maybe 18 pounds, 20? Okay, what do you say? I'll do 20. Okay, yep, bing, 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 20, 20 pounds for a domestic mm. tom. I mean, a tom. I mean, a wild tom, okay? <laughs> yeah. Now, it, a wild hen, what do you think? With, uh, mm, what, what, oh, I don't know. 12. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Oh! Yeah. So, yeah, wow. so domestic is 50 and 16, and then the wild is 20 pounds to uh, 12 pounds. Now, Victor and Victoria, if you ever see turkeys breed, it is not. <sighs> Victor, poor Victor. This I kid you not, I, because I would get so mad at him that I would get into, I, I would say, you, you, you fried my last nerve. He would literally <laughs> walk up the back of her, and she would lay down, okay? And then he would stand on her and stand on her and stand on her 
and stand up. Just standing there like, hey, look at what I'm standing on. Not do oh my his gosh. thing. <laughs> and so I couldn't take it anymore. She's just like flattened because he was big. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So I'd go, hey, can you get out of there? You know, so I, then I get him to move on, you know. And then maybe about a half hour, I look out there and here he's standing on her again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you are driving me nuts. And so, yeah, that was Victor and Victoria. So we couldn't, I, yeah, I, I, we couldn't, I couldn't eat them. But they had to go away. So I have no idea who wound oh. up for Victor and Victoria because <laughs> he drove me absolutely nuts the way he would just stand on her. Interesting. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I could tell you some turkey stories. We had some turkeys that uh, Will, when he's cutting hay, sometimes would run over a nest. And luckily, he would bring the keep the eggs warm with it by the tractor engine, and then he'd bring them home. And you, we usually had a uh, uh, some chicken that was in a broody, and we put the eggs under the chicken, and they'd hatch out. So then here you got a chicken with baby <laughs> turkeys running around, and all of a sudden, and one banties, you know, banties are pretty small chickens, and all of a sudden these turkeys were growing bigger and bigger, and this banty hen, well, it was just like, here's a giant, like, Goliath, and here's this little, <laughs> tiny, black, little banty that oh. is like, and these are my kids. <laughs> right. Cute. And then all of a sudden, some of them would leave, and, and then some of them would just uh, hang around, and then they thought they were chickens, and so, oh, I could tell you turkey stories at our place, <laughs> honest to Pete. We had... Um, uh, whatever you call it, uh, not we had Victor and Victoria, but the wild turkey was um, what I oh I can't think of your name because we didn't know if it was a hen, a hen or a tom, and so but it turned out to be a tom. And I can't think of the name. Oh gosh, that what a brain fart that was. Okay, never mind. Okay, well, okay, where are we at here? Oh, let's go to the store. Let's go to the store. Yeah, let's go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> to get a turkey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I can't believe I forgot that dang turkey's name. Um, Okay, let's go to the phone Phones lines. Phones, yeah. perfect. We have Carol, and she has a question about when she walks her dog and different interactions with other dogs, how she should help with that. All right. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? I am well, Katie. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Well, no, thank you for All holding right. on and then listening to our, to, our, to our ramblings here, okay? So <laughs> what kind of dog do you have and what's going on? Um, he is a two-year-old mixed breed. He was a rescue, so maybe a golden, maybe a saluka. Oh, okay. Um, and he loves other dogs. Okay. Loves, loves, loves other dogs. Yep. So as we're walking and another dog approaches, he whines and cries like he wants to play. Hmm. And then sometimes it's fine, but sometimes as the other dog approaches, they start barking and getting very aggressive, and I can't always tell which dog reacts first. Okay. So what is the best way for me to handle that situation? Um, what's okay, the best do way you, for me to handle that situation? Do you take your dog to dog parts? No. Good, thank you. Okay, first of all, no dog, your dog should not meet any dog unless they're going to have future play play things. Your dog has to learn Correct. to walk on by. And so you need the right training collar, and I would go to an yep. obedience class so that they can he can learn to be around other people and other dogs and not saying, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? Okay, and stuff like that, all right? And so then yep. so you're... Katie, yes. we did your class oh. when he was less than a year. Okay. So he was probably about nine months when we did York. What's the dog's name? So I've got the Ramses. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Very timid. He's very yep. timid. Yep, 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 yep. And so what you just got to do is reiterate your training then. I would go back to a class. You know, get the okay. training collar on and such like that. And then, like say you, and if he starts, unless you're out on your walk and he starts amping it up, just, you got to stay very calm. Give him a, a pop-up with the correction. Ah, 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 ah. Just settle, settle. And if he's going okay. too nuts, then get off the path. And then play the what is this game. Touch a bush, touch a chair, touch something. What is this? What is this? Get his mind off. Of that, and then whatever walks by, then you just get back on the path, and then you go again. All right, but you don't okay. want to crank and start bad dog. Shame on you! That just feeds his nutsness. You want to get him to understand. No, just walk on by. We can do this. Don't worry about it. And when you're walking by somebody, it should be dog, person, person, dog. It should never. You know, if you're if, let's say you're walking towards me with your dog, I should be. My dog is on my left, and yours is on your left. Then I should move to my left, so it goes dog, person, person, dog. As we're walking towards each other. So the dogs are on the outside, so they cannot try to cross in front. All right? And if the person, had the one you see on, on out there, if they have a long line, or, you know, a long line or a tractable line, get off the path, let them go by, and then get back on the path from there. Okay? Because anybody that has a dog in a long line or a tractable, they don't have control of the dog whatsoever. And so, but right. by by, okay. re, by reiterating the class situation and reiterating some manners, you know, on a walk, then you you'll rein them in and things will get better. All right, but the whole thing okay. is just if he starts wearing himself, ah, 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 just settle, just settle, give a pop with the. Are you using any kind of training collar? Yes. Which one the, are you using? The prong collar. Okay. It's the prong one. I can't remember yep. what the other name for it is. Yeah, the pinch collar, uh, prong collar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the silver and then one. And I keep him and I keep him short, so he's right at my feet. Okay, yeah, um, but don't keep him short. That collar, when you have the leash hooked to the training collar, first of all, the training collar should slide on his head and slide off. All right, because yep. then you know that it's loose. Then when you're going for a walk, that hook of that leash should be in the back of the dog or alongside. You shouldn't even feel he's down there. If he looks like he's going to jump forward to like make a you know comment about the dog coming, then you just give it a bump backwards towards his butt. Ah, just settle, just settle. Don't tighten the leash that sends through the leash that you're uncomfortable and you're worried and then that amps them up even more all right okay does that make so sense when i walk him i've got that knot um the knot in right. the leash where my hand is like you had done in class Correct. and so he's close to my feet but there's usually there's usually a little bit of slack in the leash yep so that's, that's what you want you want where your hand is on that knot and your arms relax at your side that the hook yep. of the leash is resting on the back of him or alongside of him and his shoulder should be by your left leg all right, if he yeah. tries to go ahead of the left leg, you give it a pop backwards towards his tail. You know, uh-uh, heel or walk, whatever okay. word you're going to use, all right? But then when then when you relax your arm and your hands on that knot, that the, the, the hook of the leash should be resting on the back of the dog or alongside so that there is no collar pressure whatsoever. That's part of the reward for listening. Okay, so I was pulling it up rather than back. Okay, yeah, no, see, when you go up, that sits the dog. When you go backwards towards his tail, that keeps the dog from going forward, all right? Okay, okay. Okay? Otherwise, I got a quickie right, class. Excellent. I got a quickie class December seventh. That if you want to reiterate training from ten to one, you know it's a that crash course of beginner one just to get around other people, other dogs. Check into it. Get back to me. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Katie. You bet, Carol. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Oh, we got a da 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 da. Let's see. How long do turkeys live? How long do turkeys live? We'll be back. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Oh, we got to do the trivia question first. How long do turkeys live? Do you have any idea what the lifespan of a turkey is? Now, obviously, there's domestic and there's wild. Okay. Okay. So let's just do the domestic um, ones first. What do you think? 10. 10 years? 10 years. Okay. What do you think? Domestic? Well, I mean, I think if you keep them as pets and don't eat them, they can live probably about 15. <laughs> okay. There you go. I see. The truth be told is that yeah, the average lifespan of a domestic turkey from birth to freezer. Ooh. Okay. The ones that are okay. There you go. Is 26 mm-hmm. weeks. Oh, so technically the the bird did not leave on its own. (laughs) (laughs) During this period of time, it will eat about 75 pounds of turkey feed. Mm. 75 pounds. Mm. That's a lot of feed. The average lifespan of a wild turkey is three to four years. It generally feeds on seeds, nuts, insects, and berries is what it is. Oh, yeah. I think they probably eat a lot of ticks. Yeah. We should probably all get turkeys. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. A wild turkey can fly up to 55 miles an hour and can run over 25 miles an hour. Those wild turkeys, they can move. Oh, yeah. I'm really surprised on that. A wild turkey's vision is three times better than a human's. It covers 270 degrees, and they can see colors very well, so that the average orange vest you wear when hunting is very visible (laughs) to any wild turkey. (laughs) Their sense of smell is over a hundred times acute as a human's. Wow, I didn't know that. Really, even so, my dogs are able to kind of, you know, start them up in the woods. And and a hearing, and their hearing is 50 times more sensitive. Now you know why you when you come home to empty-handed so often when you're hunting turkeys. That, I didn't realize that, that they would see vision that mm-hmm. well. Well, they have to for that they... They don't, and like I say, it is hard to hunt a turkey. Well, that's how you hunt predators. My, see, my, my big long time thing, and I, um, what is that called? The Volunteer Magazine from Minnesota. They answer questions about, you know, the DNR and such like that. Okay, yeah, the DNR. Okay, you know what I'm talking hey, about. Whatever, okay, yeah. okay well, anyway. Okay, my long time standing is do, do bird smell. How can bird smell with a beak? I don't get that. That, that you know, the membranes yeah, and such like Well, no, I, that's how they, that, that's how they breathe. But the thing is, is that how, how else can you smell, how else can you explain a doggone crow eating a freshly killed skunk, you know, like it's a T-bone steak, you know, and it's thinking like a son of a mule? How can, you know, I don't understand. I really, but then I asked that question. They said, yes, birds do smell. <laughs> and then now they just told me turkey smell very well. So it's just like, wow, they, they smell, their sense of smell is over a hundred times as acute as humans. Wow. And their hearing is 50 times more sensitive. Wow, I have more respect for that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Let's head to the phone line. All right. <laughs> we have Kim, and she's calling to follow up about our previous cat conversations oh. about wet food. Sounds like a wiener. Hi, Kim. Hi. So what's... I have um, I have an old cat. He has the urinary crystals. Yep. And um, just wondering if he can have wet food, too. He should. Okay, because we feed him like the Purina dry. Mm-hmm. His fur is all yucky. And oh everything, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So so in cats with urinary problems, the urinary problems are typically caused by a combination of diet is probably number one. You know, stress yeah. stress and litter box management are number two. But then you got vaccines in the mix. But like diet is the biggest thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, any cat, well, really, any cat on the planet should never be fed dry food. It's just yes. terrible for cats. Good canned, okay. grain-free foods. And then, like I say, they're coming variety, out with dry. Variety, variety, variety. I mean, they're coming out with uh, um, freeze-dried for cats now, and they're coming out with uh, raw for cats now. And truth be told, I've when I feed raw to my dogs, I give some, that becomes one of the cats' mm-hmm. meals, too. You know, I'm not feeding them on a regular, regular, you know, like every day they're getting the dog food. You know, I do yeah. you know, mix up the other thing, but that's what I do is I feed, because until there's more on the market built towards cats. Okay, but I got a question for you then, Dr. Jess, because mm-hmm. you're into raw food. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between a raw cat food and a raw dog food? Raw cat foods are typically a little bit lower in organ and a little bit lower in bone. All right. So so the dog raw foods are going to be 80-10-10, 80% muscle meat, 10% bone, 10% organ. And the cat foods, like I know Stella and Chewy's on their package, it says 98% meat. Oh, okay. And like 2% bone and, you know, and some organ. tiny amount of organ. Oh. And so um, now my husband makes our own raw cat food. That my cats eat, mm-hmm. and th- and that's kind of the the proportions that he goes to. So they get a mixture of chopped chicken, pork, and beef, and then um, we use either chicken wings or duck wings as the bone portion. But it's a really small proportion of what they eat. Do you grind those up? No, he um, smashes them with a hammer and then oh. chops them roughly. <laughs> So he gets he has aggression issues and he takes it out on the wings. Exactly. Gabon, gabon. Yeah, and then and then just a, a little a little tiny amount of beef liver because okay. I, I buy beef liver for the dog, so okay. he'll chop that up. Okay, mixes it all together. That's what my cats eat. Okay. So my freezer over the fridge is full of these little teeny tiny Tupperwares of raw cat food. Oh wow! Okay, there you go. Yeah, they dig it though. Oh yeah. Okay, so 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 that's that. Then indoor cats. Remember, I've said this for seventeen years. Cats came from the desert, okay, and so that means that they are supposed they were, God put them here, and they're supposed to get their moisture from what they eat, okay. So then, we lucky them we domesticize them, bring them into our house, and we start feeding them dry matter, which their brain doesn't have that little mechanism to say, hey, you just ate a whole buttload of saltine crackers, now you better drink a lot, a lot of water. But the thing is, is they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter. And mm-hmm. so that's why sm- younger cats, usually like six, seven is when sometimes you can start getting those crystals in the urine. Oh, I think even earlier yep. at this point. And then, yeah. and then other the times is 11, 12 is another kind of main. But if you just do the, the raw or the, the moisture, add moisture to these cats. Now I had somebody mention too that, okay, what if I soak my, my dry food, like I do my dog food, you know, where all the more it's rehydrated. What's your thought on it? Well, yeah, it's it, obviously better. Right. But you're still not cutting down on the carbs. Carbs, yeah. Still, yes, so do. any yeah. dry food, even the best, most expensive grain-free dry food is still at least 50% Percent carbohydrate, carbs. Okay. which is just a tremendous amount of carbohydrates to feed to a cat. Okay. Okay. Does that make any sense, Kim? Yeah, but so I don't need anything special, just a wet food would be okay with the crystals? So, correct. So you need grain-free canned foods. Yeah. And you need good so they, ones, yeah, not so with they, a ton of sugar to them. Right. So you do need okay. to read ingredients a little bit and make sure that there's no added sugars, flavors, colors, whatever. Right, and that's why, like, the Nutrisource line, which you just said uh-huh. about quite a few times this year, yeah. they have seven new flavors that's grain-free with no chicken. 
And so right. a lot of okay. times chickens have, a lot of cats are having chicken aversion. Right, because you, you don't want to feed the same protein over and over again. Oh, yes. And a lot of people do with cats, and it often ends yeah. up being chicken. Yeah. And then and so then you need a variety. And so if you just have the one cat, when you go to the pet food store, you literally buy a can of this, a can of that, a can of this, a can of that, get... You know, there's probably 10 different brands that you could use, and each brand has 10 different flavors. You get one of everything, and then every time you okay. crack a can, it should be something new. And, and you just okay. start off, yeah, just start on sometimes. Do you have any other cats or any other dogs? Uh, yeah, we have we have three dogs in the house and a cat, so. Okay. Yeah, so the, the whole thing is is that I, I tell people, like, don't throw the can away. If your cat particularly does not like it, okay, then yeah. give it to the dog. Oh, okay. sure. Oh, okay. That's what dogs are for. Exactly. They're the garbage disposals. <laughs> and then make sure that you feed... Uh, for dogs and cats, all their dinners should be at room temperature. If you store it in the refrigerator and then you bring it out and put it in the bowl, yeah. the cat's not going to like it. Put hot tap water on it to bring it to room temperature and make a little bit of a gravy, okay? So don't ever okay. feed anything cold to your dog or your, to your cat, all right? Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, because I, I pe- there's a lot of people in the background and maybe a kitty on that. Yeah, call. There you go. You know, because uh, I was uh, I had a gal said that you know my dog won't eat the raw, and I'm like, oh well, what? And so I mm-hmm. so then I asked her. I said, how do you feed it? Well, I'll take it out of the freezer and put it in the dish. She's feeding. Oh. oh yeah, she's feeding it frozen. And I know there's some dogs will eat anything that's not nailed down, but it's not. They're not. Their gut isn't made to eat cold stuff like that on a regular basis. First of all, but anyway, same with cat food. A lot of people say, "Well, that my, my when I the first half of the can they'll eat, but then the second of the half of the can they won't." And I said, "So, where were you storing the second half of the can? Mm-hmm. Well, in the fridge. And then when you took it out of the fridge and you put it in the dish, so what did you do with it? Well, I just put it in there. I said, "Do you put any hot water on it to bring it to room temperature? No." No, the cats, especially dogs, don't want to eat cold things. They want to remember the smellability, number one. But cats just, you know, what do they eat? Birds and mice, and they're warm at the time. <laughs> nice and toasty on the inside. There you go. There you go. Mm. All right, boy, we had a lot of good callers today, so yes, that was, that was kind of cool. So now that we got your time, is there anything that you want to bring up that, you know, in the vet world that we need to know for our cats or our dogs? Well, there's always things to know. Oh, yeah, there is. We were talking about... um a little bit about the heartworm preventive and okay. the flea and tick stuff yep. that uh, is very popular now for people to use year round. Yes. Even though it is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And so, um, How you do- know, and, and sometimes people leave and say, oh, but just two weeks ago, I found another tick on my dog. Yes. Ticks are cold weather people. Mm-hmm. So ticks like spring and fall. Yep. And the, during the summer, they kind of go away. You don't see as many of them. Cause hot days, hot nights, they're out of here. Yeah. Because they're going through a metamorphosis. But now that we've had our first freeze, ticks are done. Yeah. You, might, done. you might find a scatter here or there, but it's not like really ticks. Yeah. yeah. And so you can, and, there, and there's no mosquitoes now. Yep. And there won't be mosquitoes for a good long <laughs> we while. We didn't get mosquitoes until mid-June this year because we had such a late uh, right. spring. So you can let go of the heartworm preventive, let go of the flea and tick stuff. So I've got a question though for you. So then why yes. are so many conventional vets pounding that they, we do it year round you know the heartworm and the flea and tick well, the, stuff. well the, heart, the heartworm happened because of um there was a report that came out from the cdc that children across america were getting parasites from dogs and cats right and so then what they did was they piggybacked a dewormer onto every dose of heartworm preventive and that's and so get, we're picking on heart guard it's when it says heart guard plus 
That was that's the a, plus. That's a dewormer then. It, yeah. The plain heart guard is just for the uh for heart the heartworm mm-hmm. but if it says plus it's it's also you're deworming your dog once a month at the same time right correct? and i don't okay. even know if they make plain heart guard anymore okay and so all the companies piggyback dewormers onto their products um and then and veterinarians were instructed to tell their clients to take this stuff year-round okay because the idea was that every dog and cat in america would be dewormed once a month year-round for the rest of their lives and the little children would be safe from parasites that they were getting in an epidemic from dogs and cats well in my mind you know just being the average person and not a vet is that getting dewormed once a month is really hard on your dog's yes, gut system. Yes, it is system. not good for you. Yes. I can't recommend it. Okay. So, I, you know, I still have people who are anxious enough about their dogs getting heartworm that they don't feel comfortable using a natural alternative. All right. And so they still choose to use things like HeartGuard and yep. Heart and blah, okay. blah, blah. Um, FYI, I um, talked to a lady over the summer. Uh, she lives in Wisconsin. Her dog has been on heartworm preventive year-round for two years. And got heartworm in the summer. Okay. Or was diagnosed this summer. Okay, yep. Um, And so there's definitely some resistance developing in the worms. And so I would think natural things that will just repel insects and keep the mosquitoes from landing on our dogs are turning out, I think, to be maybe a better idea. But still have them tested to see if they're... Always have them tested. And some people I I know that are so wary if they go off the heartworm meds and just do things more natural, you know, say, I I said, if you're that worried, have them tested twice a year, once in spring, once in the fall. Yeah, some people like to And so if it comes back and you're right on top of it, if it comes back, Mm -hmm. it it hasn't had a chance to get a good foothold. Right. You know, type things. Right. And then the flea and tick thing, you know, sometimes the vets will say, you know, well, but you know, sometimes people go to Florida in the summer or people go to Florida in the winter and then their dog could get fleas while they're... Yes, all sorts of terrible things can happen. Most of us, unfortunately, don't get to go to Florida. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. And, and and there's just there's no fleas and ticks. Okay, hold on to that thought. Okay, we're going to here we go. Uh, uh, how far? What? How far can a tom turkey, which is a boy turkey, gobble be heard? How far? What's the distance? How far can that be heard? We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for winding down the time here. So I greatly appreciate all your great calls. And then we got to get rid of the... Okay, a wild turkey, a wild tom, the gobble can be heard over how far away? What do you think? I hope. In feet? Like 100 feet? No, I don't care. What if you want to go know. feet? Miles? States? Miles? I don't care. States? I don't know. Well, what do you think? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, not, okay, what do you think? Heard by who? Another turkey with <laughs> bionic hearing? Yourself. No. The turkey that's okay, 100 miles away can hear it. Okay, I can only no. hear it if it's standing 20 feet yes. away from me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I can't smell it. There you, there you go. The, the Tom Turkey's gobble can be heard over one mile away. One mile away that we can hear. By that. a human? By a human. <laughs> Your average human. Average human. Okay. Do you know what two states... Do not have turkeys, wild turkeys in. What two states? Oh, um, Hawaii. Oh. Yes, right. I would, yeah. Um, what two states do not have wild turkeys? Where would there not be, I don't know, Maine? No. Is Hawaii not one? Well, yeah, Hawaii. Okay, got Alaska. Alaska. Alaska, yep. <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii are the only two states in the U.S. without a population of wild turkeys. And that's something. So I'm giving you all this turkey trivia for around the dinner instead of 
sitting about how many you know cranberries you're going to eat and stuff like that. We're going to talk about what you're eating. <laughs> Give us some facts on that. So that had to be work out good. But uh, so back to the, like let's say the Heart Guard. We're picking on the Heart Guard brand, but it's all of them that say plus. It's a dewormer, and that is not good. That if you're going to do the heartworm stuff, then you should uh, you know try to find the, the ones without the plus, or maybe just not do it to get all together. Right. And so and the reason why the vets push it is more for the deworming than there's no mosquitoes, so obviously my dog can't get, you know, heartworm. Well, I, I have heard people say, you know, oh, but, you know, there could be a mosquito that survives and oh, it's good. flying around your house in the winter. You know what the chances of that? I mean, go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I think I, I read um, some research somewhere that uh, turns out that the heartworm larvae are dormant inside mosquitoes in winter. Okay. Uh, you just, you can't, cannot get heartworm in winter. Okay. Well, we're just too panicky on some things, and it drives me nuts. And then our dogs, like I say, I don't put any chemical honor in my dog that I will not put honor in myself. That's, you know, I mean, as far mm-hmm. as, uh, I just won't. Why would I do that to my best friend when I have to make choices for him? Just because somebody tells me that I should do this, why? Why can't I try to just make my dogs and cats and horses system be better, that it can ward things off, and then do tests accordingly, like heartworm tests or whatever type thing, just to make sure all is well, you know, type thing, instead of pumping all the chemicals in. Mm-hmm. And then wondering what's going on. So I, that's my own opinion. Remember, that's my opinion, all right? And so it is what it is. All right. We have one last caller. Yes, we have Laura, and she has a rescue cat having respiratory issues. All right. Hi, Laura. How you doing? Good. Good, good. Respiratory issues. How long have we had the rescue? Uh, Ten days. It was ran up a tree in our yard from the dogs. Oh, no. And then it came down, and then it went up in an engine compartment of our car. Oh, gee, how many And cars? we got it out. We took it to the vet. Didn't have a chip. It's been outside for a long, long time. It was pretty feral. All right. Um, it had a bad upper respiratory infection. It was put on antibiotics. It's gotten a lot better. It's still got a little bit of rattle on its lungs. All right. But it doesn't want to, and we thought maybe it was because it wasn't smelling the litter box, but it doesn't want to go in the litter box, and we pick up like the poo, put it in the litter box, right? and then the cat does not want to use the litter box. Okay, where, so, is, where is the cat and where is the litter box? It's in the, it's in a bedroom right now, so it's away from um, a six-month-old Maine Coon that's in the same house. So then, you know, it had fleas. Right, right. So right. it was treated for the fleas. Okay. had a lot of mats and stuff like that, and... You know, the mats were removed. Um, wow. Are you, please. Well, um, this is nice of you to do this. We found out it's a female, but then recently we found out, too, that it's uh, most likely deaf. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah just because it would sleep. It's gotten really settled down in the last week. Right. He'd walk in and be sleeping, and it wouldn't, like, move or wake up, and all of a sudden he'd touch it, and it'd just jump in the air. Yeah, just try clapping your hands with that, because, you know, he might be so, you know, he might have been, you know, feral cats... He might have been so on to be cover his back that he never got a good night's sleep. And right. so that he is really just catching up, being finally relaxed, and he goes in such a deep sleep. So that's okay. why when you walk in, just kind of like clap your hands and hey, hey, or stomp the feet, you know, ha ha. You know, and so, like, my guess is that he's just in a really deep sleep. Might be. Yeah. Okay, so there's a litter box okay. in the room with the cat? Yes. Okay, and the door is closed. Nobody else can get in there? Yeah. Is, what? She, is she peeing in the box? 
I don't know that answer. Huh. <laughs> my okay. daughter had my daughter had me call you guys, but I know it's pooping outside the litter box, and they cannot get it to go in the litter box. Okay. And I said, well, pick it up, pick the stuff up, put it in the litter box. Uh-huh. And then she said she was putting the cat in the litter box, and the cat, like, acts fearful of the litter box. It freaks out when she sets it in the litter box, too. To, and I thought maybe it couldn't smell with the upper respiratory infection, but now that it's gotten better, it should be able to smell that it's, um, stools are in there, but it's still not going in the box. Yeah, but there's a lot of a lot of reasons for cats not to use the litter box. So, um, you know, putting litter box in a high traffic area is not good. So if it's a place where people are walking back and forth, um, I, I would probably get this cat a new litter box and not use one that the other cat has used. You know, yeah, so. I, I'm pretty sure this was a brand new box. Okay, the other good. cat's got its box. Okay, which now is out in the house, and this cat's is kept in a bedroom right now. Okay, right. now, but the thing is, is that how big is the box? How big is the box, and is there a cover on the box? Yes, no what kind of there cat isn't litter? a cover, and I know it's a good size litter box. Okay, okay, and then what kind of litter did they put in it? Jeez, I don't know. I don't know that question. Okay, so litter has to be dust-free, unscented, clumping litter. Okay. Unscented clumping litter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's relatively dust free. Honestly, um, you know, good old tidy cat. But there is a a cat litter called Doctor Elsie's, and if you if you just Google it, you'll find Doctor Elsie's cat litter, and it comes with this stuff called Cat Attract. That is something that you sprinkle on top of the litter that's supposed to attract okay. the cat to the litter box. Now, also too, with the, getting back to the litter box, is that I use uh, for uh, the the kind of tote that would slide underneath the bed where it's long and it gives the cat enough elbow room, you know, to squat, pee, and such like that. So you might want to look into that, that it needs to be bigger right now. Because if it was a feral cat, it's used to just going wherever, okay? And now it's got to hit this area <laughs> right so you might want to get the, the lower the the low totes that slide underneath the bed that has a low side to it not too low obviously because uh, you don't want everything out out of out of the box and then change the litter you you know and and, and go from there is what i would do okay, okay. yeah and, it, and it, it might also depend on what the cat is being fed and so if the cat's having a hard time pooping if if it's being get, fed dry food yeah get some grain free can no, it's on can it's on good I yes. want to say it's Tiki Cat. Okay, nice. Food. Yeah. Nice. And it's been eaten, they said, three cans a day. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got to head out here, guy. You have a okay. great turkey day. Thanks for the call. Keep us posted, yeah, okay? Okay, yeah. Dr. Jess, it was awesome to have you here as usual. Thank you. You have good a nice calls. turkey day. Good calls. Yeah, very good calls. Thank you for coming on, and how can they get a hold of you? At my website, uh, holistic-vet-care.com. Come, good, good, good. And then you can get a hold of me. You go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine show page, and also Pet Cremation MN. We're putting, we're having a pet, co- you know, pretty contest. Go to my show page and you can enter your pet into it at the end of the month. We're going to, they'll get some free stuff from Nutrisource and uh, some presents and such like that. So go pre- post your pet on that on my show page at mytalk1071.com. And remember, every, all the uh, shows here on my talk are podcasts. So if you go to my show page, you can catch the podcast and see the past shows and such like that. And then I've got um, a quickie class coming up and a puppy class coming up. And then it's, and we got the holidays coming up. So, and Hope, thank you so much for stepping in for the last couple of weeks. Thank you. And good, good. I'm glad we did drive you nuts last week and you came back this week. <laughs> of course. So you all don't hide your dogs, train them. And if you don't train them, don't blame them. We'll talk soon.